Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Today, we'll see you at home. <laughs> There's a book, um, All the Promises of God, All the Promises in the Bible. And the author um, of this book, Herbert Locklear, he found 7,147 promises of God to man. Now, most of you are finished school, so and some of you still use math in your workplaces, and some don't. But here's a little math equation for you. If you take 7,147 and you divide it by 365, the days of the year, you get 19.58. That's 19.58 promises of God each and every day of the year. Now that's a lot, don't you agree? I don't even think we as humans make that many promises to other people in one day. Let alone keep the promises. Because we are human. But God does that. And he, he keeps it. You see, when God makes a promise, he will never go back on it. There's no way that he can. Because his word is truth. And it's everlasting. The word says that the word from my mouth will not return null and void. So it will set out to accomplish what it has to do. Now, I'm, I guess you're wondering what is God's ability to make 7,147 promises during the Bible and his ability to keep them all to do with showing up. But if you bear with me, I will, I will show you. Now, before I, I do that, I want to tell you something. Um, but I want to leave you with a thought. Or I want to give you a thought that you have to hang on to. On the 31st of August, Pastor Yaku was standing on this stage. While preaching, one line in his sermon stood out to me personally. And that line was, Jesus meets us there. Now hold on to that thought. You see, for, the, for a very long time, I was wondering, Am I in the right place? Am what I'm doing making a difference? Is RCM the right church for me? Is Pastors Yaku and Renata the right spiritual leaders for me? Do I grow spiritually? I didn't even want to come to church anymore because of what I felt, what I was wondering. 
It even got so far that I was wondering if the church was doing that, what it's supposed to do. You know, going out, reaching people, healing them mentally, spiritually. If they are involved with um, missionary work. And during this whole time, while I was wondering and second-guessing my faith and my being, um, we visited friends, my wife and I, and they, they invited us to have some coffee with them. So when, when we visited them, for the whole time that we spent with them, we only talked about Jesus. There was a couple of moments that we talked about things that's happening in the world. But all the conversations came back to Jesus. When we got home that night, my wife asked me, do you feel inspired again? And I told her, yes, I do. Because that visit, and it's not the people, but it was the fact that we choose or decided to talk about Jesus that flamed the, uh, that, that fanned the flame inside me. Now, I, I don't know, but I, I presume that many of you have gone through the same experience somewhere in your life. Or you are going through it right now. And I'm going to steal Pastor Robert Morris' words. If you're not going through it, or, if you ha- if, or you haven't gone through it, wait, your turn is coming. Eh? But don't worry. Jesus is there. He meets you there, always. Now, with my new, or my rediscovered passion for Christ, I started to make my way back. Because I was lost. Because the moment there gets doubt, there is doubt and deception and second thoughts. You know that it's not from God. And you know that um, when you're at that place, you, you are lost. And then you've got two choices. You can carry on. Or you can turn your life around and, and find your way back to the truth. But yeah, it, it's not easy. Let me tell you that. Because of the thoughts that's going through my head and, and the feelings I had, I wanted to leave this congregation. But... It's not necessarily that, that specific day that changes it. But that sparked a return for me. And we visit, visited other friends and they, do, they are involved in some awesome missionary work. Um, 
and they have a school set out uh, just outside Clarinet Industrial Area. And they really do amazing work for the little kids. And when we visited them also, I, I got inspired again. Because I, I realized that, yes, I am where I am. I, I do what I do, but it's not enough. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And with all these thoughts going through and, 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 and seeing what is happening in, in, in other people's lives and in other congregations, I wanted to leave this congregation. But then I realized through this whole ordeal and with the help of my that it doesn't matter in what congregation you are. You will always feel, not always, you, there will be times when you feel left out, where you will feel that you're not good enough, where you will feel that the pastors don't um, spend as much time with you as that you would like them to spend with you. And that's a natural feeling for us. But let me tell you today that, that, it, that all of that is the enemy's plan to come and, and steal you away from what you are meant to do. Because he comes with confusion and distractions, and discouragement. And he wants you to feel that you are not important, that you are, that you are not being seen, that nobody notices you. He wants to do that. Because then he has you where he wants you. And I realized also that while this, all of this was happening, it was, it was never about RCM, the congregation. It's a great congregation. The people in this congregation love each other, without a doubt. And I, and I, and I realized also that, yes, Pastor Yaku and Pastor Renato, they, are, they have their shortcomings, but that's what makes them human. And they are awesome spiritual people. It was never about them or this congregation or any other congregation or any other pastor in the world. It was about me. And how the enemy wants to derail my process, my journey, for that matter. So, while he came in with confusion and discouragement and distractions. Just a note. Technology is wonderful, but it can be so Sorry, that was just a add-on. Like I said, that's what he wants to do, to keep you from your destiny. 
Now I know this sounds he's talking about showing up, how he's babbling on about what happened to him. It's true, I know. But I hope I can connect the dots for you so that you will realize that we are created for a bigger purpose. And yes, the enemy comes with that. He comes with discouragement, confusion, and distractions. And that thought that I told you to hold on to, yes, Jesus meets us there. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter what you're doing at that point in time. That's true. He will meet you there. But this is the important thing. You have to show up. And when I say that, it means you have to be willing to take the first step towards him. He's got all these promises. 7,147. And he's got countless of prophetic word that went over each and all, everyone's lives in this congregation and in the world. Prophetic word that went that goes that went out over with that, that goes over South Africa, over Africa as the continent, the entire the entire earth. But we have to show up. And when I say that, I know there are people that's listening to me today that that has got prophetic word that hasn't come to pass yet. And they know, and I know they will say, "Yes, but I attend church every Sunday, read my Bible, and I pray, and I know God is faithful." But this doesn't, this haven't happened yet. It hasn't come to pass yet. I'm going to tell you now, because you didn't show up. And I know I speak out of experience. I've got countless moments in my life where I could have changed the outcome or got back up onto the horse or onto the railroad onto the rail tracks or get something done that has to be done but I didn't show up and it's on nobody it's on me God stands there he's waiting for you to show up he's there he meets you there but if you don't show up if you don't confess and if you don't say, here I am, Lord, use me, it's never going to happen. I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. And, and I, I really get fired up and, and hot under the collar, angry for people that keeps on blaming the word of God, keeps on blaming God for mistakes they have made. I was there, I know. I also did it, I know. But we have to learn. We have to take responsibility for our choices. We have to realize at some point in our lives that if we don't show up, if we don't take responsibility, nothing is going to change. Nothing. Like Pastor Renato also always say, yeah, you, you bake this cake and you bake this cake and it, every time it's bad. But you use the same recipe, the same method every time. And Try to expect a different result. 
I know there's a, there's a saying that um, the definition of, of madness is running, in, running full speed into a, into a brick wall time after time after time and expecting a different result. It's not going to happen. You will get knocked down. You will get hurt. Change the recipe. Show up. Take responsibility. Now, if we look at the Bible, there is, if you read it, there is countless of people that we, that we read about. Moses, Abraham, Nehemiah, Esther, David, Isaiah, Ruth, Joshua, 12 disciples, Paul, Jesus Christ. And despite all the controversies that happened in their lives, they chose to show up. That's why we read about it. That is a guideline for us. And because they choose or chose to show up, things changed. Esther went to the king, Xerxes. She was not even allowed to speak to him because he didn't summon her. But she showed up and, 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 and spoke to him. And the whole nation of Israel was saved because she spoke up, because she showed up. Moses showed up at the brambles, at the burning bush. Although he didn't know what to say and how to talk, but God made a way. But he took the first step. He showed up. David showed up at the, at the fight against the guy that was way more experienced, way more taller and stronger than him. But he showed up nonetheless. And he was a little bit bent He just took a slingshot and five rocks with him. So yeah, but he knows who's, he knew who was in his, on his side. Because he knows God. And if we know God like David know, know God now, we will show up each and every time. Each and every time there goes a call out. We will show up. Regardless what happens. Regardless of the price that we have to pay. Yes, the price is, sometimes it's heavy. Sometimes you have to leave loved ones. Sometimes you have to leave friends and relationships. But I can promise you, it's worth it. Because you showed up. Now, like I said, there is so many, so many prophetic words that went over our lives. And the reason it didn't come to pass is because we didn't show up. And it's a bold statement, but I can show it to you in the Word of God. If, you, if we go to Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So what do we have to do? We have to show up and seek. Not my glory or a big paycheck or whatever you, your needs or your wants is. You have to lay that down. 
all your needs, all your wants, all your burdens, your comfort zone. Lay it down. First seek, first seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then God will add all these things up to you. Not the other way around. The world has come and, and turned it and, and, and the, the lie that we believe is that we work hard, we will be successful. You have to work hard. It's true. But don't chase the success. Chase the creator that created success. The God of heaven and earth. Chase him. I promise you, you will have restful increase. Now, We as Christians, we are, we are lazy. And I know you don't always, you won't agree with me what I'm, what I'm saying. Because that's just how it is. In Afrikaans, we've got a word, it's called slap gat. It means you don't have a spine. That's what it means. And it's a bold statement, yes, it is. But let me tell you, there's people in the world that don't have the freedom that we have to talk about God. And yet, they are mo more devoted than we are. So, what went wrong? I've, I've read about a, a Chinese lady. Became a preacher to China and while he was preaching, Every time he, 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 he read word out of the uh, uh, text out of the, uh, out of the word of God, that lady was sitting there and she was repeating it. Or she was talking with him, um, speaking with him, and she memorized every word. And after, after the sermon, he went to that lady and he asked her, where's your Bible? She said, she doesn't, doesn't have one. He said, but you, you, you know all the text. You, all know, you know all the verses that I use. She said, yes. <clears throat> because of the situation and the, and, and the country that we are living in, that's China, we're not allowed to have that. So we get one page, one page out of the Bible. And you remember that. You, you read it every day as many times as you can, and you, and you remember that because you have to pass it on to your neighbor before the authorities come and destroy it. And here we are in South Africa. I mean, if I quickly count, I think there's 10 Bibles in my house. More or less. I mean, and, and I know for certain that I don't know all the scriptures by heart. And it's sad to say. Because for so long I didn't show up. Now, Yeah, I, want, I wanted to be more strict and I wanted to, to really get under your skin this morning, but, but God changed everything in any case. Maybe that's for a reason. <laughs> but let me just tell you this. How do we start to show up? How do we show up? 
start by reading a Bible. Where do you start with reading the Bible? At Genesis 1, first 1. Where do you stop? At Revelation 22, verse 21. And you read it time and time and time again. I know a lady, she, has, she, she, she read her Bible 82 times through. I've done it once. And I'm ashamed to say that. But that's, that's the truth. And then <clears throat> it sounded like I, I dissed the church and the pastors, but I didn't. I wanted to make a point. And the point is that no congregation, no pastor can get you your salvation. You have to do it. You are the person responsible, responsible for your own salvation. No congregation and no pastor is going to do the work that God created you to do. So we have to get off our seats. I wanted to use another word. I won't. And we have to get out of our comfort zones. We really must. We have to get out into the world because the people of the world is dying. Because we are too scared and too lazy and too slapgat to get out there and change them. To show them who Jesus was. To, to let them know that we are fortunate to have life and not death. But they don't know it because all they know is death and sin. So, I am going to challenge you. Show up. Let's go and make a difference. There is countless of people talking about the end times. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't know when it is. The Bible says not even the angels in heaven knows when it is. But there is guidelines towards that. There is signs that shows us. So before it is too late, let's go and do the work that God called us to do. I know the, the word of God says, the, um, I can't remember the word, um, the harvest, sorry. The harvest is plenty, but the workers is few. So let's go. Let's add to that workers. Please. I know that it sounds, um, oh, I've, I've just rediscovered my, my passion for Christ. Now I'm all fired. Yes, I am all fired up. But that's how we, are. That's how we should be. Each and every day. Stop sitting. Stop waiting. Get up. Get out there. Get the job done. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that you have placed it. I thank you that you have opened the people's hearts and ears to, uh, to receive it. Father, I, I, I trust that you will let it fall on good ground. 
that you will make it grow. Because only you can make the change. Only you can bring the change in us. Only you can ignite that passion to show up for you. Lord, I give you all the praise. I thank you for that. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Now, before we go, I am reminded that um, at the back there is the, the boxes for the offering. So please, not for the church, it's for yourself. Give your offering. And trust God. And see that he will show up. Because he always does. And if you don't have cash, you can EFT. And I think they've got a card machine also. Please. Have a blessed week. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.